Our favorite altcoin darlings continue to bleed out while Bitcoin continues to grow strength. Does this spell the end of alt season that has carried us through the middle of 2020 and has delivered exceptional between 100 and 1000 X gains on some of the highest performing coins in the space? It really felt like a throwback to 2017. But the big question is, was this 2017 or was this a precursor, a modern 2016? Because nothing is ever quite the same especially with the constant growth and maturation of the crypto markets we can never expect for one year to perfectly mirror another year in the past however judging by the four-year cycle that is determined by bitcoin's halvings this year 2020 would most likely correlate to 2016 so we're going to go back in time and compare 2016's altcoin seasons as judged by the bitcoin dominance chart to today and try to make some educated judgments as to what could could be happening and what might be the future of this altcoin market. Today's episode is going to be packed with value and if that excites you, do me a favor and destroy that like button. Let's see if we can get 3000 likes on this video. Also remember that each and every comment on this video is entered to win your very own Ledger Nano S. So all you have to do to enter is comment below. With that said, let's begin. Here we're looking at the Bitcoin dominance price starting a little bit before 2016. So this price action right here was throughout 2016. And as you can see, throughout the beginning and middle of 2016, the dominance for Bitcoin shrank from above 90% all the way down to its bottom here of 76%, about a 16% fall. If we look to 2020, we began the year at about 68% Bitcoin dominance and have shrunk down to about 56%. So that's about a 12% fall, whereas the beginning of 2016 netted about a 16% fall. So this is pretty much in line here with the retracement of Bitcoin's dominance at the beginning of the year of the halving. But what we saw here in 2016 was growth from this bottom here all the way up back almost to 90%, but it didn't quite reach it. The Bitcoin dominance made it to about 87%, whereas it started the year at about 91.5%. But what happened thereafter was an incredible and cataclysmic collapse of the Bitcoin dominance, having it fall from 86% all the way down to 37% and eventually almost as low as 30%. Bitcoin dominance got cut throughout 2017 down to about one third. Now, I believe that this is possible that we could have an alt season at or above the magnitude that we experienced in 2017. But if we're looking to historical trends, Bitcoin gaining steam here at the end of the year of its halving would be in line with what's happened before. And then having a sharp drop off of Bitcoin's dominance as altcoin mania takes hold, that is something that I believe could happen in spades in the future. And so the big question is, which altcoins will benefit? And I believe that the answers have already kind of been laid out for us. The narratives that have been sweeping the cryptocurrency ecosystem between DeFi, scalability for ETH, Polkadot, as well as what I believe will be the biggest next narrative, which is NFTs, I believe will continue to dominate the altcoin market. But the big question is, are altcoins going to come with Bitcoin this time around? Are altcoins even worth holding right now? And so we're going to get to the bottom of that question this episode. But first, a little bit of macro news as we see a huge cool off in the run from Dixie, the US dollar index, where we were tracking its break of this trend line that it came down and retested, but could not get above its prior high here. In fact, I believe that this looks a little bit bearish. Again, I'm not a TA expert, but this does seem to feel like a failed relief rally here from Dixie. And it might have something to do with the fact that there's a newfound urgency 
from the president to get a stimulus bill passed before the election. Of course, it is self-serving to pass a stimulus bill during an election year as people will be thankful that you got them some relief if you're putting money in their pocket. So you can see the motivation from the White House to do this. However, we've seen very little will out of the Republican Party to give enough stimulus to satisfy the left. It seems like Democrats want something over $2 trillion and the Republicans want something more like $500 billion or $1 trillion. It sounds like there might be a compromise somewhere in between, but then again, the Democrats aren't exactly motivated to pass a stimulus bill before the election because that might increase the chances of a blue wave election. All I know is that more stimulus would equal most likely more bullishness in public markets as that is exactly what has been the case over the course of 2020. We may also just not need stimulus bills to be passed as the Federal Reserve makes their own policies on inflation and that inflation will undoubtedly due to the Cantillon effect, which we've discussed, essentially the phenomenon that when new money is printed, it makes its way into the hands of the select few instead of the many, which will of course allow banks to essentially flood that liquidity into the things that prop up its own value. And if you didn't know, banks are some of the biggest investors in the stock market. So seeing the banks essentially support the stock markets through this money printing would not surprise me. So just so you know, there is going to be some support for the public markets, whether there's a relief bill passed or not. So this is very interesting, but again, not the only macro piece of news that you should be paying attention to. And look, we had a little bit of a sell-off, a little bit of a rally, but you can see here NASDAQ is sitting almost exactly at its previous close. So this is showing that the markets have somewhat of a neutral outlook right now. It's not all bearishness. We're seeing some nice support here in the high 10,000s for NASDAQ, and this is looking like it could be a dip on its way to even newer and higher highs for the NASDAQ. Gold also having a little bit of a rally here as well. And as you can see, gold performed very similarly to Bitcoin at the beginning of the month, getting a nice big sell-off, finding support, and then steadily grinding its way back up to where it was. So gold, NASDAQ, and Bitcoin all showing signs of life and support here, all while the government is pushing hard for more stimulus. It sounds as though there's going to be yet another song played to keep this dance floor moving that has been the public markets over the last six months. And of course, bullishness out of the news, which I'm sure you guys have heard of time and time again now, but MicroStrategy, the publicly traded company that just recently bought $250 million worth of Bitcoin, almost doubled down, extending their stack up to $425 million worth of Bitcoin at an average price of $11,111. Everybody, make a wish. As the company explains, this is not speculation, nor is it a hedge. This was a deliberate corporate strategy to adopt a Bitcoin standard. Now, if you guys are not familiar with that term, the Bitcoin standard refers to the idea that Bitcoin will become the world reserve currency, meaning it is the one currency you cannot tamper, you cannot inflate, you cannot appropriate, and no government can choose to debase. That is something that is truly powerful, and that's the magic of Bitcoin, that over time against fiat currencies only stands to be victorious. The deliberate adoption of a Bitcoin standard by a publicly traded company is tremendous. And seeing more and more companies do this to essentially hedge against inflation or in this particular case, adopt the new Bitcoin standard that could send huge ripples through the economy and essentially intertwine the fates of the publicly traded markets with Bitcoin in a brave new way. To me, this is incredibly bullish for Bitcoin and will add a much needed layer of support for the Bitcoin market. With the lack of a Bitcoin ETF, something like MicroStrategy 
investing so much of their reserves, over one third now in Bitcoin, is leading people to invest into MicroStrategy, which closed up 9% on the day. In stock market, that's a really big deal. Obviously, in crypto, it's not. But they closed up 9% on the day after announcing they were doubling down on their Bitcoin buys. And so essentially, people are saying this will go down as one of the smartest or worst CEO decisions of all time. Either way, it took enormous guts for a public company CEO, and I commend him for the courage. And also, they had to ask the SEC about this before doing it, because by putting so much of their assets in Bitcoin, it sort of runs the risk of blurring the lines between them being a stock and them being essentially in a Bitcoin ETF, where they're buying Bitcoin and people are buying shares in their company, which they own a lot of Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin does well, the company would do well in theory, right? And so this is definitely blurring the lines. And this brings up the question of, is this sort of becoming a de facto ETF? I don't think so. However, hopefully news like this and more movements like this could lead to the SEC's hands being forced into essentially allowing a Bitcoin ETF. It becomes indirect exposure to the asset. I'm curious what you guys think about this in the comment section below. And on this topic, Plan B, the creator of the stock to flow model said, most people think a government ban is the biggest risk to Bitcoin. But with MicroStrategy now having a third of its market cap in Bitcoin, do you really think the governments will tank stock markets? Risk of a ban will get smaller and smaller with more listed companies following MicroStrategy. As we know that the economy and the banks are propped up by derivatives based upon the value of these publicly traded assets. So if these assets collapse, it runs a risk of a widespread economic failure. The more that these companies invest in Bitcoin, the less likely a ban will be, though I think we've crossed the chasm. That was more of a 2014 concept. I do not think a Bitcoin ban is likely in any way right now. It just seems too ridiculous. However, nothing's impossible. And here's yet another on-chain metric showing the bullishness out of Bitcoin. Beyond the halving, which obviously has led to incredible price appreciation over the years, we see something called the hash ribbon compression, which is the Bitcoin difficulty ribbons. And as they get compressed, here you can see in 2012, they got compressed, meaning that they were less spread out right before an incredible explosion in price. And you can see the same thing that happened in 2015, bringing it out of the bearishness of the market and into the halving. And yet another compression right after the halving in 2016 that led to the beginning of the explosive bull run of 2017. And you can see here, there was a minor compression, just like in 2015 here in 2019, which brought us up out of that bottom of the bear market. And then we can see it expanded a little bit. And now we're getting a huge compression again. And as you can see here, it's just starting to become uncompressed, signaling that this might be the big takeoff in price. Again, past performance is no indication of future performance, but it's important to compare multiple macro factors, whether it's stimulus, the price of the NASDAQ, inflation, the US dollar index, the stock to flow model, and of course, this Bitcoin difficulty ribbon compression over time. They're all very important things to look for. So I really like to look for confluence across a wide variety of factors to inform my own opinion about what comes next. But it certainly appears that Bitcoin is primed for a big move. And that would explain while the alts are starting to bleed a little bit. And of course, if Bitcoin did make this move, we can expect more blood on the highway from the alts. With that said, I did retweet this this morning. If you guys aren't following me on Twitter, I'd appreciate it if you gave me a follow. I'm creating some interesting content over there, very different than here on the channel. And so I retweeted this morning. Uh, this was a tweet that shows essentially the altcoin total market cap, which again, its correlation to the Bitcoin total market cap is what gets you dominance, which is what we talked about at the beginning of this episode. And when it made it above the red line, it pulled back based off the green line and then exploded up to insane new highs. We can see that over the 
the last few years, it really failed to get above that red line meaningfully. And then over the last few weeks, we've seen a nice push over that red line, but it looks like it wants to come back and base again off this green line, which if it which if history repeats itself, would mean that it would be getting ready for a massive move upward. Now, I personally believe that there's a lot of energy in the alt. The altcoin market has matured tremendously, and the innovations happening there, I believe, are very important to the future of money. I also believe Bitcoin is very important to the future of money as well, but I see them as fundamentally different types of assets. Regardless, if this narrative is to come true, and alts are to pull back significantly down to this green line, base off of it, and then explode upwards. That would mean that some of the biggest and best buying opportunities for altcoins probably in history, maybe once in a lifetime opportunities, is staring you right in the face. Meaning over the next few weeks and months, the retracement down to this green line, if we are to base off of it and explode upward, could mean that you could be buying into opportunities that could 10, 100, or 1,000x in the next bullish cycle. And so with that in mind, I wanted to bring up Acropolis, which is one of my favorite projects here, sort of a central DeFi resource in the Polkadot ecosystem, and you can see it just keeps getting crushed, now down 75% from its highs. Looking at this thing over the next few weeks and months, of course, time analysis is really hard to do in crypto, but price analysis can, in theory, be done. So looking for it to come down off this base of support around maybe 100 sats or so, that might be one of these opportunities, and it's certainly one that's high up on my radar, and so I'm going to cautiously build some positions in altcoins that I believe will come back strong. And again, if you're looking for bullishness, look no further than the amount of stable coins getting printed. We see the USDC stablecoin peaking up now over $2 billion in value circulating, and Tether now over $15 billion, and this seems to be growing in a parabolic way. Now, some could say this is just because of the stablecoin farming going on in DeFi, and that very well might be true. All I know is that throughout history, the more stable coins are printed, the higher Bitcoin tends to pump, and typically with it comes the entire market. Another altcoin we've been covering heavily on this channel is Binance's Swipe acquisition. And of course, their Visa card through Swipe is now available in Europe. However, it will soon be available in the United States. Again, if you're a fan of Crypto.com at a multi-billion dollar valuation, Swipe sitting here at about $100 million, uh, whereas its competitor is about 30x its size, I think would give some reason to believe that this thing has room to grow. So especially if Swipe continues to lose value, I would like to start building a little position here as well. As to me, from a fundamental standpoint, that just makes sense. We also have Kraken officially winning a bid to become the first crypto bank in the United States. So essentially, this is a crypto exchange, Kraken, which is one of the oldest exchanges that just got a banking charter. And they'll have a 100% reserves required, audit required with proof of reserves custody via legal bailment, no rehypothecation type of bank. So essentially, what they're saying is that they'll have 100% of the funds, meaning this is a bank that will not practice fractional reserve banking meaning that they could never actually lose your funds like a normal bank, which is very exciting. And especially the ability for crypto businesses to have full banking support is huge. Legislation is clearly attracting innovation. And I believe hopefully it'll set a model for the rest of the United States to follow. And if you guys haven't been following the meme project, it's actually been doing insanely well. Uh, it's up about 50% on the day. Let's see if it's still holding.
holding that. Yep, it's holding very strong here, up another 50%. I've actually been farming meme for several weeks now um, because I'm very interested in this space, right? The whole idea of mining NFTs, as you guys know, that's where I'm focused on the NFT side of this industry. I believe that they'll be a part of mainstream adoption. However, seeing ETH now match meme, obviously it's much smaller in market cap. The meme flippening here. So if you guys are holding meme or excited about this project, let me know. I think it's a very interesting experiment with NFTs that I've been a part of. So I'm excited to see it grow. As Bitcoin seems to be gaining strength while all of the alts bleed out, is this a Bitcoin cycle? Is this the beginning of the Bitcoin super cycle? All of those questions are leading people to exit their alts and either look for comfort in stable coins or essentially hopping into the king corn himself. I believe that Bitcoin's rise is inevitable as I've been covering Bitcoin intensively for years now. However, I also believe that the altcoin cycles that we just experienced may just be a precursor for the mania that takes place after Bitcoin establishes a new all-time high. But bear in mind, the amount of capital required to push Bitcoin higher is enough to drain each and every alt of their liquidity. And that is what happens typically as Bitcoin makes tremendous moves upwards. But as it stabilizes, finds firm ground, or even pulls back a little, that's when alts will truly slingshot. That's my belief, as I believe the good projects will live to see yet another pump. However, in the meantime, there could be a tremendous downward slide for alts. But when some of the good projects that were part of the most explosive narratives in the space fall below values I think they should be holding, I'm going to start building some position in some choice alts. That's just my strategy, but I encourage you guys to do your own research and build your own informed opinion on the market. Obviously, when it's Bitcoin season, the rise of the traders is imminent. So if you are a trader, this is kind of your time to shine. As Bitcoin has more volatility, there's more gains to be had just from trading the Bitcoin chart with leverage. So if you guys are a trader, you can trade on either Prime XBT or Femex. They're both really good exchanges. And if you guys aren't signed up for them, you can support the channel by signing up with my link. Again, if you guys aren't experienced traders, I would recommend that you don't use those sites because they are tremendously risky for noobs. However, if you know what you're doing, feel free to sign up and use my link and I appreciate it. You can get a 50% deposit bonus on Prime XBT and $143 to trade with by signing up on Femex. It's all right here in the description of the video. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and got some value out of it. And if you did, do me a favor and smash that like button. This market is changing in the blink of an eye and I'll be with you covering it at each step of the way. And so I highly encourage you guys to subscribe and put that bell on. That way you're made aware exactly when I put out videos. Entry and exit into specific projects is incredibly time sensitive. And so I encourage you guys to put that bell on because that way you'll get a notification when I put out a video. Remember, of course, that each and every comment is entered to win a free Ledger Nano S. And of course, if you're not following me on Twitter or you haven't joined my Telegram groups, the links for both of those are in the description and they're both awesome places to connect with me personally. If you guys are sitting on some crypto and looking for a way to spend it in your everyday life, feel free to sign up for crypto.com. You'll get a $50 free bonus just for signing up and it supports the channel because I'll get a $50 free bonus as well. So I appreciate it. I have the card. I use it. I love it. I think it's a great product. And so if you're looking for an easy way to spend your crypto like money, I think they're a great option. The link for that is in the description as well. As usual, I thank you guys so much for watching. Your support means the world, and I'll see you very soon on the next episode. 